You know, the first time we met, I really didn't like you that much. I didn't like you. Yeah, you did. You were just so uptight then. You're much softer now. You know, I hate that kind of remark. It sounds like a compliment, but really it's an insult. Okay, you're still as hard as nails. I just didn't want to sleep with you, and you had to write it off as a character flaw instead of dealing with the possibility that it might have something to do with you. What's the statute of limitations on apologies? Ten years. Ooh, I can just get it in under the wire. Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to the debut edition of Table Talk, always brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. It's me, Val Sisko, your host with the most, and of course, this is a uh, segment that I've been wanting to bring to all of you for quite some time. Uh, It's more off-the-cuff, open forum, where we talk about different things, um, whether it's a guest, whether it's me, myself, and just... Things related to pop culture in the world these days or what's happening, what's relevant. And I figured i kind of start something a little bit fresh for your viewing pleasure, for your listening pleasure. And this one's going to be about dating in your 30s. Now, the people that do know me, I'm like, oh, that's a cheat right there because, you know, you're 31 right now. going to be 32 later on this year. And I'm still going to count it right there, even though i got two years in the 30s so far. Yeah, I, I can say without a doubt I have some kind of experience in this matter. Um, so hopefully you guys do enjoy it. Um, I kind of want to do different guests come in for other things such as music or um, uh, everything that has to do with pop culture, uh, taboos, uh, fixations, and things of that nature. So um, if you have any ideas, please post them on Sideshow Conversations Facebook page or the Instagram page as well too. But let's kind of get down to the nitty-gritty here. Dating in your 30s. It's, uh, it's an experience. For people that are single today, I can definitely tell you right off the bat, it's, it's a back-and-forth experience. You're going to have people on one side say, yeah, it's dirty, flirty time, you know, trying to, you know, get your experience life together and try to f- mingle and have fun because you're not quite 40 and you're over your 20s, so you're kind of done with a dumb stage in your life, and now you want to kind of be more sophisticated and go out there and have fun. Whereas some people, you know, kind of look at it as a drag. It's like, all right, well, I did all the craziness in my 20s. 40s coming up in about 10 years or so. What am I going to do here? And it, it really is a dilemma. I'll tell you from my personal experience, dating has always been up and down. Um, and this is me being as open as possible. Um, I'm not really that much of a, of a person that talks about my dating life anywhere. Um, those that do know me, I'm very, like, very hush-hush about what I do, and um, that's just me. I keep my dating life kind of private um, to the max, but I will say that it's a, it's a tough process. It's always been a tough process for me, but even in my 30s now, I feel it's even more of a of a ordeal, if I want to say, um, you know, in my twenties, you know, as a single father, of course, you know, my daughter comes first, but, you know, I've done most of the things I want to do in my twenties, whether it's get blackout drunk and, you know, it doesn't matter who I'm laying next to in the morning. Um, it was a fun night, right. Or, you know, just 
being very spontaneous and taking random trips, whether it's from New York to New Jersey on a train, hoping to meet somebody that looks cool and seems cool, or things of that nature, just having fun, being spontaneous, and not really caring about the repercussions. And look at it today, uh, as far as myself goes in my 30s, you know, all that just slows down. Very much so, slows down. Not to say that I'm a person that doesn't date, I do, but um, the way I date's not how I dated at 25 years old or 22 years old. I'm more selective these days, and I think a lot of the people um, that are hearing this right now that are in their 30s can agree to you're very selective in your 30s. Um, who you want to spend 20 minutes with, who do you want to actually go to a movie with, who do you want to eat dinner with or have a lunch or a cup of coffee. You're very selective because that's time, time either wasted or gained, you know, so it's it's something you really have to consider. Um, it's tough, you know, you look at um, anybody these days in their 20s and, you know, they, I hate to say this, but they have that, that, that youth, that, that, that blind ignorance that, yeah, you know, you can date around, have a good time and and just enjoy the fact that you're in your 20s, that 30s around the corner, but yeah, this is my time to kind of be a player or experience or experiment, and um, which is cool and dandy. Looking at your 30s, um, number one, ain't no, nobody got time for that. You know, it turns out once you reach that pinnacle age of 30, um, everything becomes more valuable. Um, your personal space becomes more valuable. I can't tell you enough where I just like going back to my apartment and just relaxing. Whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's you know picking up a video game system, whether it's writing, whether it's playing some guitar, um, whether it's even just hanging around with my daughter and just doing dad daughter stuff, um, cooking, you know, just watching TV, you know, v- being in tune with yourself. You know, that's very valuable. You know, being self-aware of yourself and figuring out yourself is essential. If you don't know yourself by your 30, it's time you take that time and sit down, sit your ass down and relax and figure yourself out because you're not getting any younger. So that's a big thing there. You know, deal breakers. Deal breakers are a real big thing. You know, when you're 21, 22, 23, you know... That person didn't want children, or that person did want children, or, um, you know, I want to say if that person um, had a crazy family, or if um, they had friends that you just didn't really want to hang out with, but you did because you liked the person, um, those things, you know, didn't matter back then. Well, maybe to some degree, but hey, if if you're the girl you were talking to, the guy you were talking to had like crazy friends, you kind of dealt with it for a little bit because hey, you know, this is something that you know will pass possibly. Maybe they'll grow out of it when they reach that thirty age. But in my twenties, hey, you know, it's time to you know go buck wild, whatever. Um, you kind of lose focus of what you want in the future in your twenties, and you're not really caring about the the next ten years. You're caring about the next ten days. Whereas now, you know, you look at it in, the, in your 30s, everything matters. Everything could be a deal breaker. You know, I remember um, uh, I dated uh, somebody, I want to say last year, um, who 
was a real deal breaker in my opinion, and I try to forgive as much as possible. This is just me. I'm not trying to say any names or if this person does listen to the podcast, still rock and roll. If not, you know, there you go. But um, it was a person who had kids and, you know, who had responsibilities, such as I do. And you would think, you know, same goals, you know, person to person has kids, they want a future, you know, they have self-goals that they want to get themselves better with and pretty decent parents, you know? So you would think, all right, this this should work, but little things just bugged me, and I believe it probably bugged her too, which is why we're not together anymore. Things like, um, biggest thing is just supporting things that we like. Um, I can't tell you enough how remarkable it is when somebody expresses some kind of interest in what you like, even if they got to fake it just a tad bit or exaggerate that they like it a tad bit, you know. And when you see someone that just, like, kind of puts down what you like or puts down your hobbies or puts down uh, any kind of interest you have, it, it's, it's a downer. It sucks. You know, it takes a little bit out of you because that is you. That's who you are. Um, yeah, certain things may seem trivial, but at the same time, that's, those little trivial things make you, you, you know, for example, me, you know, I love podcasting, um, am I any good at it? Not too sure, um, I do have people that listen, so I thank you guys, but, um, with me, you know, I love podcasting, I love nerdy stuff, comic books, um, musicals. Uh, very random things, you know what I mean? Small talk about pizza and things like that. And um, when someone just puts a damper on those things, like, oh, that's, you know, that's cute, or one-word conversations, it doesn't show any kind of light or shine any light onto the subject. It's like, well, what do you like me for then? Like, if you're not really liking me for these things that I enjoy, what do you like me for? Do you like me because I'm a decent father? Do you like me because I have a decent job or that I'm responsible? You know, those things are cool and all, but you can't have half of me. You have to have all of me. And if all of me doesn't impress you whatsoever, then why are we doing this? You know, and maybe that sounds a little shallow, but you have to be a little shallow when you're at that age. Um, Because at the end of the day, you want the whole package. Um, And probably many things that... She didn't, you know, she saw that I didn't like, you know. Um, at the end of the day, it just didn't work out. And like I said, it wasn't big things. You know, in your 20s, you see bigger things. You're like, oh, that guy, you know, sells heroin. I'm sticking away from you. <laughs> Maybe in your teens, you're like, I'm a bad boy. But, you know, now it's like little things turn you off. Um I think I can speak for everybody on that subject there. Little things really turn you off in your 30s. Um, what else is there that I could talk about right here? Um, it's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. I can notice that in the last two years of dating, it's been very much a pressure cooker. Um, years pass, you know, you see your friends settle down. I have a lot of friends in my 20s, and I'll get to that a little bit later, um, that are settling down, they're engaged, and I'm happy for them. That's fantastic. Um, you see people your own age, you know, settling down or married already or 
couple years old and you already married and have been married for a couple of years and see how successful they've been. And you see yourself, you're like, damn, like, am I like, am I bad goods? Am I like a default battery that I got at CVS? Am I um, just not going to get what everybody else has? And it's a lot of self-awareness. Uh, you need to reevaluate yourself almost every day because things are going to be in your face all the time. There's always going to be someone with a better job or, or uh, a wife and kids or a stable relationship or stable family, household, you know, um, everything, whether it's um, financially uh, stable and things of that nature, nicer things inside the household or maybe that they don't even have kids and just having a single life and more successful than what you're doing right than there. So these things you're going to have to take a look at yourself and say, damn, like, all right, everybody has that, but you should be grateful for what you have and stick to the goals that you want to do. Goals are very important in your 30s. Um, but definitely is a very much of a pressure cush, uh, cooker. Uh, when you're young, um, you have all the time in the world to look at these things like that. Look at things like relationships and family and things of that nature. In your 30s, you know, you're trying to find that the in-between time of, you know, getting um, to the point where everybody's at right now. Going to these family functions and saying, hey, you know, your sister's getting married. What's your, what are you doing? Well, it's getting there. Or going to um, uh, a, a wedding that you were invited to and not bringing anybody with you and just explaining that situation. It's, it's very, very, very much a pressure cooker, but you deal with it. Um, I know it sounds scary and all, and these are just the things happening in your theories while you're dating. It's just very much things that you can expect when you see movies or whatnot, um, but they're all true. Most of them are pretty much true. No, I just, I just, they're all true, but most of them are pretty true. Um, before we get into anything else, I kind of want to take a quick break, mention some sponsors, and we'll come right back to it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world with quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh, whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao.
So yeah, we are back talking about dating in your 30s. And um, this is Table Talk once again, provided to you by Sideshow Conversations. And we left off on just pressure and kind of like a, a negative tone to leave off. And I kind of want to bring some positivity into this because there are some positive things in your 30s uh, while dating. Um, one thing, the biggest thing is that you kind of know what you're doing now. In your 30s, you have experienced enough from the 20s in your teen life, um, if you have already, to shape down what you really want and to really narrow down the specifics of what you need. So when you are on a date and or when you're expected to go on a date or just meet somebody, if you already have that game plan, all right, I'm going to meet this person, I'm going to see what our interests lie and let the conversation flow, most of the time... You'll know right in that, what, 20, 30 minutes if that person is worth that time. Um, and even if they aren't, you know, it's okay to, you know, let the conversation ride because maybe somebody is not 100% on the first time meeting. Maybe they're nervous as well, too. And you're not getting a good grasp of what they are. So maybe they seem a little put off. Maybe they seem a little out of the loop. And it's up to you to make that distinction. And do I really want to continue this and see further if that person's worth it? Or do I want to back off? But ultimately, you have that choice now. You have that mindset to say, let's do this. Before in your 20s, you probably didn't care so much. You were like, all right, let's, let's go ahead and have fun. You know, ah, they seem kind of shitty right now, but you know what? It's a free meal. Let's see if we can have a free meal again. And I get that. It's cool. No problem with that whatsoever. But in your 30s, is a little bit different. You have your aging like a fine wine. You're enjoying yourself. You are um, a little bit smarter, a little bit wiser uh, in some aspects. Not all aspects whatsoever. Um, another thing as well, too, is that there's so much at your fingertips these days when it comes to dating. Yes, you can call somebody. You can text somebody. But there's other things out there as well, too. You know, uh, social gatherings. When you have social media like uh, the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook, there's always something posting regarding um, events that fit what you like. Your, your, your nerdiness can um, come out full-fledged at a costume party or you can go out to a 90s bar crawl, which I did last year uh, with, a, with a friend of mine as well, too. Um, there's so much at your fingertips to actually try to meet different people and see if you connect in matters that other people might find cool as well, too. Um, you also have dating apps as well. Plenty of Fish or OkCupid, um, Tinder, and all that good stuff there. And while those still are hit or miss, you don't know what's going out there with that. It's kind of like a roulette system. At least it's something that you yourself can focus on at your in your 30s. You know, me, myself, I'm a person that I work full-time. I have my daughter. You know, a lot of times it's tough. You know, I'm out the house by 8 o'clock. I'm in the house by 8 o'clock. So establishing relationships and connections are very hard for me sometimes. Um, it's not a confidence issue whatsoever. I will say that because there's many times I'll just go to a Dunkin' Donuts and I'll get a number. Or I'll go um, to a Barnes & Noble. So I'm like, oh, what are you reading? Or they'll approach me and what am I reading? And or what am I picking up? And this conversation flows and that's okay. But sometimes, hey, it's all right to just go on social media or go on one of these apps and see what's out there. 
uh, it may be easier for some people as well too, especially single parents in their 30s. You know, sometimes they just don't have the time. And that right there establishes some kind of time right there. Um, connection is a big thing. Connection is a huge thing. Um, you're probably saying, oh, Val, that's everywhere, any age. But no, it's even more apparent in your 30s because if you're having a strong connection with somebody, your ex- expectation is not 10 days anymore. It's 10 years. Your expectation is not five minutes. It's the next five years. It's building upon building upon building, building kingdoms. And if you have a connection, you want to see if that connection joins your goals. Um, if you can fill their cup and they can fill your cup. And if you don't see that within the first or second date, you're pretty much moving on and just letting life be. No hard feelings, but you know what you want. So connection is a huge deal. Um, there's many times when I went on dates from, you know, I live in the Arizona area now, um, in my younger days, my 20s, living in New York City, I can't tell you how many times I went from Bronx, New Jersey, just to see if a connection worked and how much of a waste that waste of time that was. Or, um, you know, going to the bars and seeing what happens on that side. And looking now, looking at Arizona, you know, it's a little bit more... My palate has changed a tad bit. Um, it's, you know, going to get a cup of coffee, going to a movie, and not having somebody try to make out with you or trying to make out with somebody. It's more just laughing at a movie and cracking up and seeing what their views are, what what their interests are, because that's sexy. Knowing what somebody, what's on somebody's mind is sexy as fuck. Um, you can tell that, honestly, that's every 30-year-old out there, too. They, they think that. It's like, you know, yeah, body's one thing and... And physique is another thing, and you know all that stuff, but that goes away. You know, materialism goes away as well too. But the mind and and the personality and what's inside that that's precious. That's very precious. So that's what you want to keep, and um, it's a different experience, very much a different experience. Age. I know a lot of people want to talk about that age. Um. You know, it's very crazy right now, guys and girls, when, when you're dating in your 30s, because as much as you do know what you want, there's many times you don't know what you want, and those moments when you don't know what you want, you kind of tend to either go up or down. Um, I know a lot of ladies like to go, that, especially from the information that I've gathered and the friends I have, tend to go a little bit more up um, towards the upside, you know, you know, late 30s, early 40s, and seeing where that goes, to see if where the next stage of maturity lies, and to see if that's a better fit, whereas a lot of guys tend to go lower. And I'm someone that's fallen into that trap as well, too, as much as I do like um, dating girls my age, or a little bit older as well, too. There's times you just feel like, damn, like, I'm a little confused. Like, in my 30s, I should be hanging out with people my own age, yet here I am at so-and-so bar with a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, 22-year-old. I'm going to, you know, a movie with, you know, a 25-year-old. And, yes, there are people that are a little bit more mature, but the same token, why am I doing this? You know, there's a a 10-year difference. There's a eight-year difference, there's a five-year difference, and on those rare occasions, yes, that 1%, there is that boom that hits you that's really well for guys, but at the other 
and in the tunnel too, you're like, you know what, this is not worth it. You know, our lifestyles are completely different. Our wants, our needs are completely different. Me, myself, having a 14-year-old daughter is completely different. You catch yourself fairly quickly when you're dating someone younger than yourself as someone dating older. And when you're dating someone older, it's more of your choices are changing. You know, uh, I have so many female friends that have dated someone in their 40s and they just reevaluate the situation. Like, wait, this is what I want. They already made the decisions in their life to say this is what I don't want to do. Whether someone doesn't want kids or doesn't want to move from here or doesn't want to, uh, wants to travel and that's it. Just doesn't want to be stable whatsoever. They already made that decision in their lives. They're 40, that's it. They're going out there and that's their life. They're set. You in your 30s, you're still trying to figure out what your life is. Hopefully you got it together by then, but if you don't, you still want to know, do I really want these kids? Do I, or do I want to start a family? Do I want to be injected into a family like this? Do I want to travel the world? Do I want to um, not have kids? Do I want to, you know, go to Rome and stay there forever? You know, these are things that really you got to think about, especially when you think about um, dating somebody older. Um, so there's a calm complexity when it comes to dating in different ages. Ultimately, I think in my opinion, in my two years, I want to say, dating around your age is the best opportunity. Um, and trying to find those similarities and having the patience but also awareness where to stay a little bit longer if it's worth it or to X yourself out when you know it's not worth it because it's only going to drain you. Try to find somebody that fills your cup and also you can fill theirs as well too. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of legwork in your 30s. 20s, like I said, it's, it's more fun and games and a little bit more whimsical. It's like a Disney movie. You're having a bunch of fun and um, it's all fun and games until Jafar comes and whips some ass. But, you know, 30s, you know, you're more grounded. You got to be level-headed and figure out that, damn, like, all right, cool, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I want. And if I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing... I could live my, my life very lonely. And um, I could push away a lot of people that want to be there just because I have some kind of fantasy. So it's tough. You know, your 20s are pretty much over. You know, be happy in your 30s. Take full advantage of it. Take full advantage of the knowledge that you've learned from your 20s and your teenage years. Make sure your goals are still intact and make sure you continue to build on goals. Don't stop your goals whatsoever. A person in the 30s wants to see your goals, wants to see what you are doing in the next five years so that way they can branch with you. You know, ultimately you're a tree. And in order for that tree to survive, it needs to be taken care of as well too, not just by itself. Tree can't grow on its own. It has to have the right soil. It has to have the right conditions. And that person is that condition right there. So... You guys got to grow together. It's tough. It's a very tough thing, but it's also a happy thing. Embrace it. You're 32 years old. Enjoy your life. You know, you're a fucking monster. You are the, the person in the world. You're the man. You're the chick. You're, you're everything. So it's not something you should give up and be gloomy about, but it also is something that I think people want to hear about. The, the tough times and the trials and tribulations, the stories and the aspects of what's good and bad, catfishing. Um, or lack of in your 30s as well too um, body body yourself you know by your physique me myself I'll be very honest um, 
in my 20s, I cared more about my physique, and now looking at myself, I seem to like not care so much on that, even though I should. Uh, not to say I'm a fat slob, but you know, it's something that you know, self care is very important. Uh, if you lose focus of that, you can turn into someone that it's a very unhealthy person mentally and uh, physically as well, too. So, to be more self aware, to be more. Uh, cautious, but also to have as much fun and use the information you have for all these years, all these decades. Um, yeah. If you have any questions or if you have any responses to this, let me know. Let me know if this was fun. Let me know if this is something cool that you thought was interesting. Um, let me know if you want to hear more stories about other people that I know dating in their 30s. This could be like a part one. Let's just call this dating in your 30s part one. So that way, if I do have a guest over, I do have someone that wants to talk about dating in the 30s or or um, maybe a group discussion as well, too, with many other people. That'd be fantastic because I do know there's there's much more to learn about when it comes to your 30s, your late 30s, your mid 30s, your early 30s, like myself, whether it's okay to take, you know, someone who's younger than you to meet your family um, in your 30s and the pressure that that is, whether it's um, keeping up with somebody that's younger than you or older than you. I want to hear those stories as well, too, with friends and family that I know. Hopefully, can share these stories with you. So if that's something that you are interested in, please uh, subscribe, rate, review. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Um, Sideshow Conversations, Table Talk. Is always going to be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course Anchor. I think other things as well too, like Podbeam as well. So Stitcher. So um, reach out. Let me know what you're thinking, and um, also if you have any other information. I know I mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast. Definitely, uh, Sideshow Conversations is on Facebook. So look us up and um, throw some comments that way, or Instagram as well too. So um, let me know if this was a success. If it was not, if I don't get enough listens or responses, I might just cut it off. But if it is something that you guys are interested in or want to hear or want me to elaborate a little bit more, please let me know. Feel free to drop a comment. It'd be fantastic. Anyway, guys, I'm out of here. I think this was very fun. It was very cathartic. Uh, As always, get your head out of the gutter and keep your eye on the side.